you can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that sub button. YouTube did their big, I think, yearly or quarterly purge, whatever it is. Like, they do this across all channels. They dump a lot of subs. And we had like 70 subs dumped, which is really a drop in the bucket. But still, it's a reminder, you might have been dumped. Um, by YouTube and going in raw. So if you enjoy our content and want it, uh, you know, want to make sure you're notified whenever it shows up, be sure to hit the sub button and that little notify bell so that you get your notifications on new going in raw content. Um, and of course, on the podcast app, you can always hit subscribe or download and it'll automatically put it on your phone. And uh, yeah, there are too many podcasts these days, Larson. The other night, it was like two o'clock in the morning, I got on the podcast app to check the categories or to check the, the rankings. And we popped up at number 198. Oh. Just above the Raven effect at 199. Oh. Um, but then we fell back off. So, that I means just there's so many. There's been a podcast explosion. Oh, man. Every, and it's not just wrestling. Like, across all. Because we're in the sports and rec category. Yeah. And it's just everybody. Like, Stone Cold and Jericho, their podcasts used to be top five, top ten yeah. in yeah. that category. These days, they're down in the 50s, 60s, 70s. That's crazy. So everybody's just taking a huge bump down. Um, not a big deal. Our numbers are still good. It's just, you know, all the exposure we can get is good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also available at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Had a question earlier about the $20 Patreon tier, the Friendo Care Package. That is so close. The comic book is is done. I'll you know what I'll do. You're going on vacation uh, this uh, late this week. I'll send you the PDF. Read it. Understand that I'm very self conscious about it. However, if there's anything you find objectionable, or if there are any jokes you can add to it, go ahead and give me suggestions. Okay. Otherwise, don't send me an email saying this artwork looks like crap. Well, I won't. I won't mention the artwork. It'll hurt my feelings. I'll I'll focus on the writing. Yeah, focus on the writing. Like I said, if there's anything objectionable that comes out of your mouth that you'd be like, I don't want to say this. Yeah. Give me a, uh, give me whatever you want to say instead. Okay. All right? Okay. Do that. If you feel you can improve the writing or something offends you, go ahead and change it. And once he does that, it'll be off the printers. And, and, and there's a couple other items that have already been designed, already ready to go off to their respective printers. That friend of care package is going to be pretty sweet. Cool. Uh, that's at the $20 mark at the $5 mark. Uh, we've got streams uh, galore. Stream three live streams every single week, um, except for this week. There's gonna be two because you're going on vacation. Yeah, but maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll do something else for for, Cause, for cause the patrons. If I'm going on vacation. You're kind of going on vacation too. Nah, I don't like vacations. I do. I know. I like vacations. I just if I'm not doing something, if I'm here at home and I'm not doing something, I have a hard time doing nothing, man. I got a hard time doing nothing. Anyways, we're all or something. No, I, I don't need to. I get Go to the comic book store. There's no comics out that I like right now. Go see a movie. Oh, we watched, we watched the first half of Raising Arizona last Good night. Good movie, huh? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, just, I, you know, I needed to sleep. Um, but I mean, I meant go to the theater and see a movie. Oh, I did that. I watched Dunkirk the other day. Yeah, but like do week. that every day. <laughs> every day. Go see three movies <laughs> in one day. Man, I'll think about that. Uh, and then uh, Patreon, no, uh, Going in Raw Shirts. Pro Wrestling Tees. Let me try that again. Pro Wrestling Tees. It's not Pro Wrestling. It's not Pro Wrestling. No, Pro Wrestling Tees.com slash Going In Raw. That's good. It almost gave us the, the Japanese term for Pro Wrestling is Pro Wrestling. Yeah. You learned that. Anyway. 
Anyways. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Raw. Raw! Uh, so apparently it was a slog, and I totally see why. I just, I watched, okay, so I watched the entire thing. It's just, on Mondays I've got so much going on, like with a kid running around. Man, that kid, she just wants everything, and I just have to always keep on getting up. Um, but I watched, I mean, I watched everything. In fact, I watched a bunch of it this morning. Yeah, while well, I was uh, getting stuff prepared for Fun Wrestling on later today, 2 p.m. YouTube.com. 2 p.m. Pacific Time. Steven Larson. 5 p.m. New York Time. Eastern. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought there was. A, I thought there was a lot to like about Raw. But then I also thought there was. Yeah, there were some bits that really. You dragged. know what? Part of part of the reason I think I found it the slog was. Uh, you know, we've been hearing reports, rumors about uh, the SummerSlam card, mm-hmm. um, specifically about some matches that hadn't been uh, announced or strongly hinted at on Raw that were going to uh, eventually make their way to SummerSlam. Yeah. And so seeing those reports, watching the show, seeing those reports essentially be uh, validated, mm-hmm. um, it just came off as predictable. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the... That's kind of... <laughs> Here's the thing. It's it's. I, mean, I, got, I would like to be surprised. The only surprising thing, kind of, and I know it's just WWE kind of playing off the news going around now of the John Jones Brock Lesnar fight mm-hmm. is uh, Heyman saying that Brock would leave WWE if he loses the belt at SummerSlam. Okay, so that kicked off the show. We'll just start there. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it was kind of a slog. There was some stuff to like, and there was some stuff not to like. Um, but Kurt Angle came out. I told you this off camera. I thought that. Within this, I swear this segment probably like from five o'clock until when the bell rang on Hardy's versus the club, there was probably a good, I would say, at least 12 minutes. Yeah. I, I know, I, I think it was actually 15 minutes. Because yeah, it was pretty at the long. 15 minute mark, I turned it on. So I went back and I watched this Kurt Angle promo, and there was like two minutes of Paul Heyman talking out of that 15 minute span that you really needed. That's always the problem. You need to jam pack as many of those minutes with stuff that's vital to your programming. Yeah. Uh, instead, they're padding it with packages. They're padding it with recaps. They're padding it with Kurt Angle coming out and saying, you know, uh, 21 years ago, I won a gold medal, and I just want to say thank you to everybody. And then he starts walking away. Brock Lesnar comes out with uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman starts saying, uh, uh, more or less saying, you know, Kurt Angle doesn't want Brock Lesnar to be champion. He's doing everything he can to get the belt off Brock. Hence the fatal four-way. Yes, hence the fatal four-way. And if Brock is 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 no longer champion, leaving SummerSlam, then Brock is, is no longer going to be in WWE. He's going to leave WWE. But, and Heyman also said, but Brock is not going to lose the belt at SummerSlam, so he's not going to leave. Right. And then he talks some more. So that little nugget there, if Brock loses at SummerSlam, he's leaving the WWE, and he even dropped the, the, the word ultimate to you know make an allusion to the UFC, mm-hmm. the fight that's inevitably going to go down between Brock Lesnar and John Jones. Um, so, in your head, because you're usually good at this stuff, in your head, does that opening promo signal a definite Brock loss or a definite Brock win or does it do neither of those things I'm going to go with doing neither of those things because okay. the case can be made that, it, that, that either one of the scenarios you presented was is, is true mm-hmm. but say he loses and leaves mm-hmm. well he can just come back and say no nah, I'm upset the way I lost because he's not going to get pinned if he right. loses yeah 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 that, that's definitely so true. I'm coming back to get my belt because I never I never lost it I'm kind of of the opinion that it means it's a definite loss because what you just said is absolutely true. He's not going to lose and go away. Uh, He's not going to lose and go away. He's not just going to lose and be fine with that and then walk away. So I think they're probably going to have him lose at SummerSlam and then continue on something either with Kurt Angle or with a proxy that will continue down till like WrestleMania or, or whenever he's actually going to leave. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they're setting it up so that he's going to lose. It's just they're making us think that he's going to, you know, the, the, lose and leave. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that that's not going to because you know the the drama of you know at the end of SummerSlam, Brock is lost and now he's going to leave. That's the big drama yeah. right there. Yeah. So even in lost, even in the lost, he can be the focal point of the story. Exactly. Um, that being said, I don't believe for a second that you know they have their plan in stone. Even at this point, I really don't. I think that it's 
you know, as is as is always the case with the WWE, this is pending Vince waking up in the morning and having yeah. a new idea. Yeah. So, um, but you know, in terms of them having a basic idea at this point of what they want to do. I would think that the promo last night was the signifier that Brock is probably going to lose at SummerSlam. All right, let's stay let's stay on this on this story. Then let's uh, fast forward for a little bit to the Triple Threat match, which was hot. This, this it was this, a fun match. This entire scene right now for the Universal Championship is hot. I I'll even it. say the the little promos they did, the ones where they spoke to camera and intercut with B roll. Mm-hmm. By and large, those are pretty effective. I thought they were good. I thought that everybody performed them well. I thought the general idea behind them. Seemed to tad on the lazy side. Yeah. And because, and, and, dude, I keep on going back to what Daniel Bryan was saying about the presentation that we've talked about it before. How much more interesting would it be if, this, if, if instead of those three segments, which were easy to do, and I understand that production wise, they need to do things that are relatively easy because their, their show is very ambitious. If we got some on the road stuff. You know, if yeah. we got some, they're traveling on their, you know, Braun Strowman in whatever he's, you know, driving in, um, or if he's, you know, at a rest stop somewhere, and they get his thoughts on, you know, breaking developments with, with Brock yeah, Lesnar yeah, yeah, in the yeah. UFC or whatever. Yeah. I think that kind, that kind of thing would go so much further in making us give a shit than what we saw, even though I thought they were, you know, I thought that the performances were good. Yeah. I just think they need to start... I, Be I, more I, creative in their presentation. I yeah, I, 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 I do kind of think that's the case. Um, but let's skip ahead just for a moment. We have to go into this match in detail. We can talk about that more later. But okay. the the finish. Mm-hmm. We saw Roman Reigns pin Samoa Joe for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most other scenarios, I would take that to mean that Roman Reigns is not winning at SummerSlam. However, this is Roman Reigns. He seems to win everything. Yeah, he defies math. So uh, the algorithm doesn't apply. Correct. Although this isn't the go home show, no. Anything like that, the the math the math gets more and more shaky the further out we are from the but actual how, event. But how, how how what other matches are they going to do with these three individuals to advance the storyline beyond what they've already done? Like if this had been, I mean this this match kind of felt like it should have been for the go home show. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it should have been the main. I mean it should have been the main event of the show regardless. But uh, it was odd that a it wasn't the go home show. B that it was it kicked off the third hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it was anybody else, any other program, I would take it to mean that whoever won that match was definitely not winning at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I still think Braun is probably the odds-on favorite at this juncture. Braun or Roman, this is kind of a toss-up, actually. Dude, I think, I'll be honest, like, between, I, I think, I honestly do think one of those three guys is going to walk away with the title. And for me, it's a, it's a complete toss-up, which is, you know, kudos to the WWE. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like, if this was Mania and it was Roman versus Brock, it would be like, It'd feel like an ev- well, we know what's going to happen yeah. here, especially because Brock will probably, at that point, will probably have a match in the summertime against John Jones. So it's like, we all know what's happening. Yeah. However, given this is a SummerSlam, there's still a lot of, you know, questions in the air about how they want to do this Roman Reigns coronation thing. I don't really know. Braun, I, I, Braun definitely feels like a favorite because then Roman can beat him some point down the line. At Survivor Series, I guess? Maybe? Rumble, maybe. Rumble? If not Mania, then Rumble. But then, man, they're making Samoa Joe look really good, too. Yep. You know, that cocaine clutch of his. They're making him look really good. Um, I just, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think it, maybe Samoa Joe's out there to take the pin from Braun's Roman. Or do you or you feel that's like that's firmly got to be Roman Reigns taking the pin from Braun Strowman? I think it'd be more interesting if it was Reigns taking the pin. More effective yeah. down the line, yeah. yeah, for him to take that belt back. Yep. Fantastic match. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, we'll talk about that in a bit when we get there. But that was Kurt Angle came out and said we have a pay per view level match on the horizon here. Yeah, uh, pretty close to that, and it was pretty damn close to that. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, so, anyways, after the Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman promo. Uh, we had the Hardys versus the club with the revival on commentary. You mentioned this at the off camera as well. Oh, that uh, Dash Wilder is definitely not as good on the mic as, as Scott Dawson. They probably shouldn't. As soon as Scott Dawson opens his mouth, I'm entertained. As soon as Dash Wilder starts talking, he, I feel like he's lost. Like, as soon as he starts talking. What did he say? There was that one line. I think you're probably talking about that one line where he says, look, one guy who didn't beat us just hit a... Move on another guy who didn't beat us. 
<laughs> what? Did you, what? Didn't I mean? I get. I think I get what you're trying to say. He was trying to say that neither of those teams has beaten. Yeah, right. Rival. Yeah. But yeah, it was very awkward. Yeah, very awkward. Um, however, the match was you know it was decent enough. The Hardys seemed to have like a fire under their asses, and that seems to be maybe. So there was like that raw. Like Matt was fully in on the broken stuff, um, to a degree. Like it was like seventy percent broken, which is kind of as far as we've been with the broken. Yeah, he yeah, saved yeah. for like maybe two weeks ago when he was when he thought he had the right. Yeah, essentially. So well, he's been calling the revival obsolete mules on uh, on uh, Twitter. Yeah, and so then last and they referenced that in the show last night. Last week, when the 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 broken Hardy gimmick thing was was GFW indicated they're walking away from the negotiating table. The Hardys were firmly the Hardys, right? Team Extreme. This week he was back doing broken stuff, and we kind of figure why because he's gonna just instead of saying broken. And you know what would be great? We need to get an IP lawyer on the freaking show mm-hmm. and ask him or her, what, how far can they take, instead of saying broken, can they say woken? Because isn't it a matter of being, of like uh, the, the viewer, confu- like, it, viewer confusion, right? Isn't it a case of like, well, they're obviously doing everything like pre-film segments, saying things like wonderful, dressing in a certain way, and instead of saying broken, you're saying woken. Aren't you confusing that property that's now on the WWE with, with that property yeah. that was on GFW yeah. TNA? And I would think, I mean, I, I don't know, but part of the broken, now woken thing, I would think it would be pre-filmed segments at the Hardy compound. If I they, don't know. If they go there, then I wonder if GFW would, would threaten legal action. Well, I wonder, yeah, I mean... It, at one point, that's, 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 that's the question is like the breaking point. When when would they actually send a cease and desist? Would they have the balls to pull that on the WWE? You know what? Maybe it's when they start making shirts. Let's say start, Woken? Yeah, then they start merchandising. That could be. I don't know, man. But he Matt Hardy seemed extra happy about being able to use the word Woken. It's, I don't know, man. I mean, we both said they need to sort of take it to like another level. If they, if new, they new places, new, new places, areas, yeah, yeah. If they didn't go to the to the Hardy's compound, but they started doing something else that was interesting. Like you can film outside the arena and still be interesting. You yeah. can do other things. Yeah, just like a, 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 an evolution of the broken gimmick. Right. Call something else. I mean, I thought it was perfect when they started feuding with the the revival. Mm-hmm. You can say he's shattered. Yeah. Oh yeah. Works perfectly. Shattered Matt Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I even like when he was doing when he was saying he was torn. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was when he was fine. kind of going through all his gimmicks on Twitter. Here's the thing that I think definitely needs to have happen though. It can't just be oh WWE has given the green light for us to say woken, so now we're going to start doing that. It has to be storyline related. Yes. He can't just show up on it because I saw it on like the YouTube video afterwards when he said we are definitely woken. And it's like, okay, you need to bring it down a notch and build to your awakening if yes. that's what this is. Yes. Agreed. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Hardy's uh, went over. Yeah. Jeff picked up the pin on yeah. Luke Gallows. Still book strong, man. Yeah. After a swanton bomb. Then after the match, everybody brawled. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get some sort of match at SummerSlam between these three teams. It's kind of weird that the tag titles aren't involved. Yeah, I know. But bummed uh, out about that. Uh, all the rumors of the uh, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus and Cesaro seem to be uh, true. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I thought that was pure bullshit last week. Yeah, apparently it's not. No. <laughs> um, let me ask some uh, triple threat tag match at SummerSlam. Uh, what would you rather have? That be a ladder match, or the cruiserweight championship be a ladder match? Cruiserweight. Me too. Me too. I'd rather see what these three teams can do in terms of booking an interesting and creative match without a ladder. Because the Revival can do that. They can totally do that. Exactly. Yeah. Although I do like that the Hardys were calling out the Revival on Twitter and in the same tweet. um, Oh, yeah, referencing the Young Bucks. Yeah, I like that. God, I love that. That's such a great... I watched Being the Elite the other day, the latest one. And there's like one shot where they're all backstage at Ring of Honor and they walk away. They're hanging out with Cody. And they walk away from Cody, and the camera pans down to both of their asses, and it's oh, a yeah. TR yeah, yeah, yeah. on their butts. And then it goes back over to Cody, and he's all enjoying it. And then Marty Skrull comes in and says, "They have some great asses." 
fucking love Marty Skrull, dude. Uh, those guys seem like they're having so Enjoy the fun you're having. Yes. Because when all of you, maybe even Cody, goes back, goes to the WWE. Fun's ending. Fun's over, people. It's all done with. Anyways. But the money will be flowing. Yes. Uh, next up, we had a Dean Ambrose interview with his uh, fiance. No, they're married, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are married. That's right. They're married. They're totally married. But they did it not on camera. Yeah. Good for them. Yes, I know. Good for them, man. You don't want your wedding to be a big messed up production. Television event. So she's uh, showing him, you know, footage. Hey, you know, last week this happened. They hugged, but then they pulled away from hug, and Dean wouldn't do the uh, the fist bump. Do you, really, you do you believe that report? That no, uh, no that's no. true. <laughs> so I watched I watched it again, and it, was, it seemed like that was very purposeful. The good hug acting and the pullback it was really good acting. Was all pr- very much on purpose. I know that report's garbage. And even more than that, Triple H loves Seth Rollins. He's not getting mad at him for anything. No, he says that's ridiculous. You should have hugged him. I'm joking. You do what you want out there, pal. I trust you. Hey, I got a good idea. During your theme song, can you have somebody scream, Burn it down! That's a great idea, Triple H. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> hey, I got a great idea for a new t-shirt. I like you so much, I'm designing all your merch. Ah, oh, exposed. That's who's designing all Seth Rollins' oh, crappy no. merch. Just get the guy who does the black and the brave stuff. Design Seth Rollins' merchandise. I know. And I will buy every single one of them. Yeah, you probably would. Those are all great shirts. They're all great shirts. I like the one I have. It's comfy. It looks good. I like the one that has half Seth Rollins' face and half like that friggin' line or whatever it is. Yeah. They sell it Hot Topic now. Dude at Hot Topic didn't even know what the hell it was. He says, oh, yeah, the, the Bullet Club? That's that wrestling stuff, right? I'm like, you're wearing a black and the brave shirt, dude. Freaking poser. Anyways. Uh, yeah, really. Wow. Uh, Next. Uh, oh, during the Dean Ambrose interview, Seth Rollins comes in. And, again, Dean doesn't trust him. Uh, yeah. He refuses to trust him. He said, I don't trust you. I've got eyes in the back of my head. Isn't that when he, he said, said that? I had eyes in the back of my head in the, during the match last week. Oh, yeah. That's right. It is in the Miztourage. Yeah. Uh, so after that, uh, Dean says something, and Seth is, is sad and upset. Mm-hmm. So the, oh, yeah. After the commercial. Like, I want that the Snoopy music to come on. I know. Dun, dun, dun. And so after the commercial break, Seth is, is, is walking backstage upset. He runs into Seamus and Cesaro. Dude, they start talking dude, trash. They're talking hella trash. Cesaro was saying to me, you should have a show, but instead of Ride Along, it's Ride Alone. That was a pretty good burn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then Seth was like, all right, well, let's fight then. <laughs> yeah, which, one you, which one of you is going to fight me tonight? Seamus says, says, I will. Yeah. They have a match later. You know what would have been cooler here, man? This is what people want out of their faces. Just throw down. Don't start yelling and saying, fine, you want to fight? Let's fight. Just no, fight. Just sucker punch somebody. Yeah. Don't like, walk away, fight. come back, and sucker punch him. Don't say you want to fight. Just fight. Just dole a chair shot out to somebody's yeah, back. super kick, super kick. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. And then it's natural for them to set up a fight. Yes. Punch somebody, man. God, that's all people want is to punch people. After uh, that. Yeah. After that, we had, whoa, hold on a second. We had a 205 Live match. It was actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Six-man cruiserweight tag action. What did I tell you off, sta- off, off camera, dude? When it's when when they cut to oh hey look we got our purple ropes on which they stopped doing awesome um, they cut to they cut to who's in the ring and it's like Jack Gallagher Brian Kendrick none of those guys were in this match no Dar. I'm not into it I, I just because I don't know like you need your A team and as much as I like those guys this is the A team right here man Akira Tozawa. And there's all story going on yes. here. This is all storytelling. Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, stud. Rich Swan working the uh, rock in the Walmart sweatpants again, looks like a stud. Tony Nese, 1,500 abs. TJP, who's sitting there in a great little character moment while they're, like, making the announcements, he's sitting there counting uh, uh, oh, Tony Nese's abs. Doesn't overdo it, just goes like that. Oh, it was good. great. It was great. And then, uh, and then Davari. Who doesn't love Davari? Yeah, Davari's great. It's fantastic. Um, and this was a really fun match. Again, this was a match that actually felt and looked like a cruiserweight match, yes. as opposed to when they bring out the B team and they saunter about and they put on a WWE match for guys who are slightly shorter than your normal WWE guy. Yeah. This was a true cruiserweight match. It was. This was a blast. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of fun. fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Tazawa picked up the pin on TJP after a top rope sent on. The entire time, the story was his shoulder. Titus Neal was out there. Trying to make sure his investment is protected. Yes, and Davari was working over Tazawa's shoulder because they have a match uh, tonight on right. 205 Live. Yeah. And then uh, Titus Worldwide mm-hmm. 
um, Rich Swan and Cedric yeah. Alexander all celebrated in the ring after the match. Right. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Really, really great good stuff. stuff. Uh, did you mention? I forgot. I was like sort of not paying attention. You mentioned the selfie. They well, took, I mentioned they were all celebrating, but yeah, they took a selfie together. They took a Titus Worldwide selfie. Yeah, it was great. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Next up, we had the only, the only, the only thing what, that I really what? would have wanted. Bring out Apollo Cruz too. Yeah, I know. Last week he was wearing the suit. Bring him out in the suit. He's he's not just he's learning the ropes to being a CEO of Titus Worldwide. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Next up, we had Ms. TV with Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan is not as bad as. He could be. He's not nearly as good as he should be, in my opinion. Number one, he's kind of set back because he's got kind of a wimpy voice naturally. So, but I, I thought more often than not, his delivery was effective. I and that's the thing. That's the thing. He kind of uh, outkicked his coverage, so to speak, in terms of his. He, yeah, his delivery was a scripted promo. Which usually I would agree with you in saying these scripted promos are not good. I think he's one of those guys who kind of needs a scripted promo. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you just send with, give him mic and have him go out there. Yeah. Give him bullet points. Yeah. To hit. Work with him on it, but just to give him a script and say memorize this and then go say it. I would do this, and we have no idea how this works. What are you comfortable doing? This is what we want you to accomplish. What are you comfortable yeah. doing? But from what we've heard through interviews that are freely available places. Um, oftentimes, like, you know, show's going on in 30 minutes. Your segment's on in 30 minutes. Here's your script. Memorize you know, all this. Memorize yeah. all this. Yeah. So that's probably what happened. Um, that being said, he wasn't as bad as, like, oh, his new music's terrible, though. It's like, it, it's, it's as if they said, hey, you're being signed by Global Force Wrestling. Here's your American Alpha-esque theme song, yeah. which isn't nearly as good as an already bad theme song. Um, but, you know, regardless, he goes out there. He does what he can. Uh, the Miz was great. Oh, uh, yeah. He was saying, you know, basically accusing Jason Jordan of accepting handouts from Kurt Angle mm-hmm. now that he found out that he's his son. Um, again, Miz, he'll make him some decent points. I'm talking about Kurt Angle and his problems, saying your dad's a washed-up jock who, you know, messed up every opportunity in his life, which isn't really true, but still. Um, and then uh, Jason Jordan says, you can say whatever you want about me, but don't say anything bad about Kurt. I think my main problem with Jason Jordan is he was smiling too much, which came off as a bit arrogant without anything to show for it. Um, that was kind of one of my problems with it, because once he got intense, then it was more believable. Yeah. That's when it, that, that's when it was like, okay, this is cool. It was interesting they brought up uh, uh, the booze. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I read something this morning that they were expecting mm-hmm. Jason Jordan to get booed during the segment. WWE yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but apart from a bit in the beginning, I think towards the tail end, I don't remember hearing it. I didn't, it wasn't noticeable. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that bad. When did, did my tripping was there? There were CM Punk chants. Was that during the, uh, oh, I didn't hear it during the, the Samson, uh, fight. Maybe it was during the Samson fight. I think it was during the Samson fight. I thought I heard CM Punk chants mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know. Maybe I was hearing something else. Um, anyways, uh, they start, get, they get into a little bit of Ms. Uh, Jason Jordan says, you know, like you said, he said, say what you will about me. Don't talk about my dad or about Kurt. He said, and, uh, the Miz sort of gets in his face. Ms. backs them away, tries to attack Jason Jordan. He ducks, turns around hits him with a freaking awesome overhead belly to belly into the Miz Into the Miz It was very impressive. And that's the kind of thing. If you want to get Jason Jordan over, that's what we need more of. People want intensity. They don't yes. want laid-back arrogance. Yes. They don't want that unless you're an actual heel. They don't yeah. want arrogance. No. They don't want a guy who hasn't really done anything. Granted, he's a SmackDown tag champion when those titles didn't mean anything. Um, they don't want a guy who, yeah, kind of comes off like he's been handed this opportunity yeah. without really doing anything besides inadvertently being Kurt Angle's son. Yeah. Um, and so they want a guy who is intense, not I'm just going to smile and, and try to be clever. They don't want that. Um, but by the end, he was intense. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, next, Roman Reigns promo. Uh, is there any? T- do you think Jordan's going to win the IC title at SummerSlam? I don't know. God, I hope not. Um, we talked about these promos a bit uh, earlier. Yeah. They're all uh, uh, people, the, the principles of promo, speaking to camera, into mm-hmm. the camera, B-roll, um, various matches and stuff like that, kind of breaking up uh, matters visually. So it wasn't a whole lot of just whomever is speaking directly to camera, apart from Braun, and Braun was, Braun was great. He has such a great face. Oh, I love Braun's face. It's amazing. Um, but otherwise, most of it was just shots of, of action and whatnot. So. Yeah. Um, next, Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. 
That was a fun match. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple times Rollins had to counter Cesaro, who was hanging around ringside. Mm-hmm. He would uh, meddle somewhat. Um, but the finish saw Seth win with the roll-up. Um, and, of course, after the match, after the bell rang, Cesaro jumps in the ring, attacks him, and Sheamus and Cesaro start beating up Seth. They start to leave. Mm, go back. Go back. Beat him up some more. Ambrose comes out this time. Finally. But Sheamus and Cesaro retain the upper hand. Cesaro mm-hmm. gives Ambrose the neutralizer. Yes. Um, and they walk out of the ring. Yeah. So, champion standing tall. And we're for sure getting a tag title match. Sheamus and Cesaro versus two-thirds of the Shield. We are for sure getting uh, tag title changes. Oh, yeah, SummerSlam. <laughs> two singles guys are going to have the tag titles. When we Your favorite thing. My favorite thing in the world. In this case, they have history, so it's okay. Kind of okay. And also, on top of that, I feel like the tag division needs kind of a shake-up. Yeah. And I feel like this isn't, I feel like this isn't necessarily to serve. Well, it isn't. This is not, this is not to serve the storyline of a singles title. Yeah, that's the point, and I'm. That's why I'm. That that's when it bugs me is when two guys who are in you know singles title contention get thrown together as a tag team in order to further that title story. Yeah, this at least if we get to see the two thirds of the Shield versus the Revival versus the Club versus the Hardys. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. That I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, Next, Samoa Joe's promo again, speaking to camera again is Samoa Joe. It's Samoa He's Joe. Great. He's great in everything he does. Next, Bray Wyatt comes to the ring and drops another somewhat, by and large, meaningless promo. This is such an easy program to write. I, I can't believe that they're not putting two minutes worth of effort into this. It's simply the same thing they always do with Bray. Oh, man, you guys like him, and he's fake, man. Did his voice sound different last night? Who, Bray? Yeah. Yeah, he was changing up a little bit. Yeah. It was, I don't know... It sounded like higher pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, it sounded like maybe he wasn't putting on his Bray yeah, Wyatt yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe this was his actual voice. Yeah. It wasn't as husky, if you will. Yeah. I can't do that. I don't know what that. I don't know how to do like a new Bray Wyatt person. I just do this, man. But it doesn't so even really sound like him. Man. Just bring up. I mean, and granted, I will. I will say this: that after Bray does his promo, and then you have the red lights and the and the thump thumps of of uh, Balor's demon intro mm-hmm. instruments. So they're alluding to the demon. Yeah. What do we got? Two more episodes for SummerSlam? Yeah, I think so. So maybe they're just not jumping right into it, which I kind of understand. But I, still, if, if if that's the case, you need to set it up with something. And Bray just kind of said more of the same. I know he exactly. Says about everybody. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, you know, the lights, red lights, the, the kind of thump of Balor's music. House lights go down completely, come back up. He's standing in the ring. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's back to, to Wyatt. Yeah. So Wyatt laughs about it. He's sort of in a crucified position. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he says, all right, you're, you're giving yourself up in this situation. I'm going to attack you. Uh, Balor hits him with a Pele kick. Pele kick. Yeah. Gets the upper hand, does a drop kick on the outside, mm-hmm. sends Wyatt over the barricade. Then Finn just stands around the ring looking cool. Why at last? I know, dude. That's And then he says to the camera, um, you want to play games? Let's play. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Finn Balor. Have you ever seen anybody get over so hardcore based exclusively on how cool he looks to this degree? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind. He's just that cool looking. That he doesn't have to say I anything. I know. Because and that, that's the funny thing is like I, I really like Finn Balor because of how cool he looks. Mm-hmm. I also have I've seen some of his promos from his heel days in you know in forming the Bullet Club, New Japan, and I know what he can do. It's just fascinating to me that you can't really say to WWE, man, can you have him say something? Well, he's already super over. Why would you want to ruin? Yeah, him? I know. I mean, he, he's super over by not saying anything. Just look how cool he looks. <laughs> how cool he looks. <laughs> it's absolutely, but he doesn't do anything. No, he never does anything. He just looks so cool. He just looks cool. He carries himself oh, like a rock star. You guys think he's so cool, don't you, man? I got some security footage of him wiping his butt. Nobody looks cool wiping their butt, man. Look at that. And wait, somehow Finn Balor looks cool wiping his butt. Yeah, I know. You know who also looks like super cool, but in a really dorky way? Zack Sabre Jr. 
Yeah. Because he's so lanky and weird. He has to pop another but collar. But he pops his collar and it's like, man, he's the coolest dude ever. And then you get on his Twitter and he's just like all this like super liberal, animal loving, animal rights loving, freaking labor party shit. And it's like, oh, he's even cooler. <laughs> Nobody makes animal rights look as cool as Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. Braun Strowman. He did. Hey, how great has Zack Sabre Jr. been in New Japan? Fantastic. Isn't it, like, crazy that, like, he joins Suzuki Goon. You think he's going to be lost in the crowd of a faction? No. But he's not. No, not He's, like, all. the freaking standout. Oh, man. yeah. Anyways. Um, anyway. Yeah, Braun Strowman's promo again, speaking to camera. It was great. He has such a great face. Oh, his face is fantastic. It's so great. Because it's so Bruce Green, and Bruce Green has, like, the best face. Yeah. I love Bruce Green's face. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Then we had Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, we talked about this a little bit, but this is a really fun match. You can tell all these guys are having fun working together. I think yeah. that's the main thing, is that they're just big bastards. And then Roman Reigns, who seems to take delight at this point in the crowd booing him. Yeah. Um, it's just it's so much fun. There's a lot of great bits here. Um, uh, Reigns ended up going over uh, spearing Joe for the win, but you know Braun Strowman was like throwing everything around, like he literally threw Roman Reigns back into the ring, yeah. into the ring, like fr- uh, like through the top and middle ropes. Then he chucked a uh, freaking ring steps into the ring like it was nothing. Really taking advantage of that strongman background he has. Yeah, yeah. Um, Braun's fantastic. He really is. A lot of good stuff going on here. Uh, do you think? Let me ask them. Do you think Brock Lesnar st- uh, stuck around to like watch this? Like, oh, probably not. Probably not, huh? As probably soon as this segment was over, he's on a flight back home. Probably, yeah. He ain't sticking around. He doesn't like flying. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we had uh, the big show and Enzo backstage, where Enzo was talking about he's apologizing real. for getting show involved in this whole storyline. Then the show was saying, "Well, you know, it's fine because cast needs." What do you say exactly? Cast needed what? We just watched the tube. I forgot already. I don't know. But he was like, it's fine. I tune the fuck out when he talks, man. I just, when Enzo talks. No, it wasn't Enzo. It was, when, it was big well. show, uh, when it was Big Show. When, en- when, Z- when Enzo's on camera. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I don't know. I just tune out. So anyways, Big Show was like, it's cool. It's yeah, totally cool. That he he says, well, I'll be cast for you tonight. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had my favorite part of the night. It was when the newly dubbed Elias. I don't like that, though. No, I don't like that either. I man. don't like they don't call him the Drifter either. Yeah. <laughs> they're just it stripping was the Drifter away. Elias Samson. And then the, next, he's just going to be Eli. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli. Uh, anyways, uh, he starts thinking about Pitt because he's from Pittsburgh. He got a big pop yeah. uh, to start it, and he looked kind of surprised. I love him so much, though. The half smile that he tries to hold back so hard, but he can't. Yeah, when the crowd's booing him and he's getting <laughs> heat. And he says, the people in this, and he's not, I was telling you this off camera, he's not even clever in no. how he runs down. He just literally calls the crowd garbage. The city has no hope. I have no choice but to, or, you know, it was a bad choice, me coming here. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyways, the song is eventually interrupted by Callisto's music. He comes out. Uh, he gets killed by Elias Sampson with a neckbreaker. Uh, or no, it called the Drift Away. Yeah, the Drift Away. And it, this match was the closest we've gotten since NXT of Corey Graves just referencing stuff in P- Pittsburgh. Oh, I the know. The crash about Elias Sampson. Oh, and it was great. great. I know. He didn't, because like Michael Cole was telling some story about how his scarf had belonged to Heath Ledger at one point, like before he died or something like that. And then uh, he says, that's not true. He got that scarf down in the... In the strip district down by something, something, which you have no idea what he's talking about if you're not from there. Yeah, but no. it's probably something lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Booker T and Michael Cole just defend Elias the entire time. I know, I know. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. It's the best. Anyway. It's a really cool dynamic. Uh, next up, we had an Alexa Bliss interview. I'm kind of over her talking for now. She's really good at what she does. But what it's kind of like to me, it's kind of like Rushmore at this point. Oh, like I get that I'm supposed to not like her character, but now you really don't like her character. But now I just find her annoying. I get that she's good at it, and maybe that's just the definition of heel heat. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to be entertained by my heels. I don't want to boom. Sorry, I know that's a controversial thing to say. That's what I mean. The next to internet darling is a controversial statement. I want to be entertained by my heels, not yeah. booing. I want to cheer for my heels. I want to cheer for my heels. What do you have to say about that, Brian Zane? 
<laughs> He's an old school guy. Yep. Next, Ambrose and Rollins backstage. Rollins uh, kind of comes in and says, thanks for helping me out. And Ambrose, in some sort of kind of convoluted explanation, says, I didn't go out there for you. I went out there because I want you to think that I was leaving you out there, essentially. He, no, he said, he said, you put me in this position. Oh, you're the architect. You put me in the position where if I don't go in and help you, I look like the bad guy. Why in the hell would a guy whose nomen is the lunatic fringe care one second if everybody thinks he's a jerk? What should he care about that? Shouldn't. If he's actually a lunatic fringe, he should just not go out there. Or just not care. If he or just not give a crap. Yeah. Exactly. That shouldn't be the reason he goes out there. He should have said something like, I didn't go out there for you. I went out there because I don't like those guys. I don't want them getting over anybody. It could have been freaking, you know. Or he should have said, I, I, I've been hearing stuff in the dirt sheets that were in, in line for a tag title opportunity. I want a belt around my waist. I went out there to help you so we could exactly. further the storyline and get a belt around my waist. on the dirt sheets. Uh, but there are too many wrestling podcasts. Yes. Um, all right. Next up, we had uh, oh Bailey versus Nia Jax. People are crapping. I like this. That was yeah, it's fine. fine. Yeah, I like this. Nia Jax is great. Nia Jax is the definition of somebody who's going to be hugely over as a, a face mm-hmm. if they just keep on doing what they're doing. With yes. Because people like when people are like intense and rude and, and mean up. and talk crap, but also can be clever. That point, yeah. that point where I'm still not sure if Bailey was legit hurt mm-hmm. when uh, after Nia did that kind of. Face buster thing on her, yeah, because she was selling a shoulder injury, right, right. And she was right. selling it really well, yeah, yeah. She and like was, the ref totally. was checking in on her, and it seemed legitimate, yeah. So either it was fantastic acting, or Bailey hurt her shoulder. Yeah. Anyways, while Bailey was taking some time talking to the ref, uh, Naya got one of uh, I guess Bailey's hair bands and gave herself a ponytail. That was great, a la Bailey. That was fantastic. Fantastic. I've I, been saying for a long time, Naya Jax in terms of in ring trash talk. You're right, man. Top notch. There's only one more thing that I want from her, and that's to join the club. Just symbolically, that'd be fucking great. That'd be fantastic. Um, no, this is good though. I think I, I think that the, the the shoulder thing was fake, just because we saw it before in NXT they did the exact same thing. Yeah, they did the knee, yeah, the knee instead. Yeah, but that was all fake. Um, so they're fighting on the outside. Alexa Bliss comes out, tries to interfere. Bailey intercepts her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Naya tries to do a move. Um, tries to spear. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Bailey gets out of the way. Naya goes into the ring steps. Bailey rolls back in the ring. Right. Ref counts ten. Bailey wins by count out. I have a scratch in my case. Oh no. Sad. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. Bailey looks strong. It'll be. I mean, we're you know. I'm not sure if Bailey's going to win the SummerSlam or not. I think she is. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to lead to a, probably a Sasha heel turn at mm-hmm. that point. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could see that. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not using Alexa Bliss. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. I'm not huge on her title run necessarily. I know. Yeah. I kind of. But I mean, way. I don't think it's her fault. I think she does. I think she does good work. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, next, we had an interview with Cass, uh, where he refused to say ass. He says, "I know Big Show talks through his posterior." I don't know. Cass is not. I'm not feeling the heel thing. I'm just not feeling it, man. He still seems like he's he's. Yeah, there's no there's no menace there. I still get the feeling that he really likes Enzo more. Yeah, me too. You know, and I feel like it's if there's anything sad about Castle, it's sad that he can't travel with Enzo anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he could. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they go to that. Though. I don't think they do that stuff. Like when they would be, go to that those lengths, like once the show's over, they can't travel with the person they've been traveling with for years, just because there's a heel turn. Like, do you know Seth Rollins and Cesaro travel together? Um, yeah, that's different though. They're in a feud right now. Yeah. Was different. Like if Bailey and Nia Jax travel together, that'd be really weird. It'd be really weird. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Seth and Cesaro still travel together. Yes, yeah, I feel like as of this week they should stop. Okay, they really should. But if they already have good arrangements, yeah, man. I don't know, man. You travel on the road. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still hung up. There should be some amount of kayfabe, right? I feel like it, some amount. The traveling aspect is probably in a lot of ways the most difficult part of doing the job. Mm-hmm. So comfort, Max comfort. Comfort should be maximized, and if you're comfortable traveling with somebody, you should travel with them regardless of storyline. I mean, because that, that, honestly, that, that helps your mental well-being. You should travel with whoever you're shooting with, because that's where you come up with ideas, and this is what we can do, this is what I can do, this is what yep. you can do. Yep. But then you run into the problem, you stop by McDonald's, you know, CrossFit Jesus goes to McDonald's, see what he can find on the menu that's appropriate for him, you know, he walks in there with Cesaro. There's some mark there wearing a Braun Strowman shirt saying, 
The heck? You guys are feuding right now. Hey, it's fake. It's not real. Storyline, kid. Storyline, kid. <laughs> uh, what's good for protein here? Not no, they, they just travel there. They just go to Chipotle. They go, oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody loves Chipotle. Although people can keep on getting sick there, man. Yeah, I know. It's gross. It makes me not want to go there. Um, so and, that took us to our main event. Which was ca- Big Cast versus Big Show. Whoa! <laughs> so this this match saw some back and forth a little bit. It's kind of interesting they had this as the main event. Um, Cast hits Big Show with a boot. Yeah, this would not have been the main I, I kind of like that they have it as the main event. It's something different. No, I know it's something But different. the triple threat, obviously, yeah, should have been the main event. event. Yeah. So, In uh, fact, when they loaded up for that uh, triple threat at like 7, I was like, ooh, are they going to go an hour 20 with this? That would be great. That would have been great. Iron Man triple threat match. <laughs> yes. Um, so right as Cass hits Big Show with, with a boot, mm-hmm. um, Enzo jumps in the ring, yeah. starts attacking Cass. Uh, so the ref DQs Big Show. Cass wins. Uh, Enzo eats a boot from Cass as well, yeah. and by the time all that happens, uh, Big Show has a chance to to get it back on his feet. Gives Cass a knockout punch, and he and Enzo walk away. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see Cass versus Big Show at SummerSlam. Yeah, sure. because yeah, because this was a scrub. Um, I like Corey Graves uh, referencing uh, him hearing that Enzo isn't a great tipper. Oh yeah, that was the, good. The stripper story that was good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, re- I can't find that I have much reason to care about the storyline. I know. I, I I want to kind of. It's just you, you can't help but side with Cass on this. I know. Enzo does like. Well, there's two things you can't help but side with Cass. But at the same time, Cass isn't really pulling off the heel thing at all. <laughs> And so exactly. it makes it easier to side with him because he's not menacing. You can There's tell nothing that, threatening about him. You can tell Cass has the same thoughts about their breakup that we do. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we don't want this either, Cass. Yeah. We appreciate that you're trying your best, though. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, load up some questions. I, I have, have read questions here. Hold on a second. I, mean, I forgot to do this ahead of the show. Every week we get new patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, and so I'm going to read off the latest patrons because I like doing this. Uh, I'll just start from here. Starvin Marvin 55, Evans, Marcus Richardson, uh, McDonald's uh, Szechuan Sauce, Stephen Hinojosa, Apex Waggish, Marius Trapchinski, Chauncey Crenshaw, the one and only Ethan Salsa Nipples Evans, Tien Win, Josh Pepper, Taji Waji, 13-time WWF World Martial Arts Champion, D'Amikos Andrews, Fred the Shed, Chad McCallum, Villalobos, uh, Derek Rice Jr., Luis Sanchez, Ray Hampton, and oh dear, I have no idea, this is not even in, I, I want to say this might be in Russian, Keprin Knempenarb. What is that? Oh, I have no idea. Anyways, thank you very much. Appreciate thank you very much. Questions. Questions. CM Punk finds it insulting. Finds it insulting. Um, I've been watching G1, and one of the people I've been most impressed with is actually Yano. His matches are always entertaining, and the comedy usually hits. So, serious question. Do you think Yano could be successful in WWE? Oh, man. I mean, there's always a ceiling to uh, comedy acts in WWE. So, I mean, could he do it? Yeah. He's funny. I think his comedy translates pretty well. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, his comedy is universal. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But there's just a ceiling, especially for exclusively comedy acts in WWE. It's difficult. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a ceiling for Yano and... Oh, I know, I know. But he was, you know, he's been tag champion multiple times. Oh, sure, sure. that happening in WWE. Maybe once, but not... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not like Yano is a big crossover name. Like, I mean, there's very few crossover names. Um... Here's the thing about asking us questions about New Japan guys going to WWE. I don't think there's anybody I really want to go to WWE from New Japan. It's such a, it's such a jewel right now. Mm-hmm. With all the talent they have and, and the chemistry that they all have and the fact that it really kind of feels like they all love each other except for Suzuki who doesn't seem like he loves anything. Because that guy's scary. I know. He's very scary. But that's just credit to his character. Yes. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, last night I was watching Raw and it was 
a slog. Yeah. I was like thinking to myself, I wish I could just spend this three hours watching G1 matches. I don't feel like I'm missing a whole lot. <laughs> I, or I would be missing a whole lot not watching Raw. I know, I know, I know. Angry. Yeah. There's only so many hours in the day. No, I know. Uh, Hamza Halal, a while ago, you said you don't want Kenny Omega in the WWE, which is completely understandable since he's doing great work in New Japan. But would you be okay with Kenny Omega in the WWE run by Triple H? Triple H is in charge, not Vince. Yeah, all bets are off at that point. All bets are off. If his if his thing is long term planning and letting people wrestle styles that are outside the WWE norm, if that's what Triple H will bring to the table, then all bets are off. Absolutely. Let's yeah. see what they can do with that big budget of theirs. Yes. With that shrinking budget of theirs. Yes. Dwayne Nix, uh, what's the percentage of Dean and Seth winning the tag straps and helping Roman win the universal strap to reunite the shield, I would say 100% on the first thing, 0% on the second thing. Yeah. They're not going to have anything to do. They're keeping the shield separate from each other probably until I... Maybe Survivor Series or something. Yeah, maybe Survivor Series. Tommy T. Hey, friendos, my question is, what are your guys' thoughts on the fact that in the year 2017, the second hour of Raw has had more viewers in the third hour 100% of the time? Also, do you guys think this is why so many high-profile matches have happened in hour two instead of hour three, could be. Yeah, it could definitely be. Um, what do I think about it? Three hours may be too long for Raw. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see here. That guy. Should Enzo start his own brand to rival Titus worldwide? What should it be called? Power rank. Who should be in Team Enzo? What should Team Enzo be really called? Wait, wait what? You have Titus Worldwide, and now you have oh, okay. Enzo, you Enzo starting his own brand. All right. I like the bootiest wrestlers in Enzo's thing. Well, uh, Big Show is Big in Show's it. in there. He's the big power. Um, and then you can put uh, who from 205 Live? And they need a cruiserweight. TJP. TJP. TJP? Yeah, well, I, no, oddly, I could see that. I was going to say Brian Kendrick. Um and then we need somebody from, like, the mid-card. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I was thinking Kurt Hawkins, too. This is a terrible team. It really is. This is an awful team. And then from the women's division, Summer Ray. No, Dana Brooke. Yeah. There we go. That's good. Uh, Benny Yinzer, the Steel City champion, has a similar question to, to Hamza Halal's, I think. No, somebody else. He says, why do you think WWE is putting... He says, the crowd was dead after the triple threat uh, match. Why do you think WWE is putting their main events in the middle of shows at times? Because it seems to destroy the crowd. I would say it might be a ratings thing. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Julian Morris, hey guys, what will, Seth Ra- what will Seth Rollins really need to do to get Dean's trust back? Maybe a couple's retreat with counseling, trust exercises? Um... Like, yeah, I want to see, like, an on-the-road series of vignettes with them. So with them to be forced to travel together. Right. Like, Dean drops a dollar bill. Seth picks, picks it, it up and gives it back to him. I do a shot where he looks at it and may think about putting it in his own pocket. Oh, wow. No. Gives it back to Dean. Here you go. Stuff exactly. like that. Right? right, but it's all it's all silent. It's a montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's set to old-timey music. Yeah, silent like film. Seth pays for Dean's lunch. Exactly. You know, uh, picks up his dry cleaning form. Undercranked a little bit. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That kind of stuff. It shows that he could be trusted. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, that guy says, should WWE start using factions like New Japan? They have Titus Worldwide. What would the other factions and who would they, what would the actual, other factions be and who they who would lead them? I want to see um, Shinsuke Nakamura create Faction Day America. Chaos, you mean. K- I'm sorry. No, it'd be called Faction Day America. <laughs> Can I believe we're going to start this as Faction Day America? Um, Chaos Day America. And uh, it would be him. It would be uh, Adeo Atami. I want to see him in there. Um, who else would be in Shinsuke's faction? Uh, Cassius Ono. Cass. Ooh! That's really good, Cassius Ono. I like that. That's a good three start right there. Yeah, Nast. Um, says, uh, first time patron here, but watching since the 10 for the win days. Thank you very much. Recently what? rewatched. 10 what? What's that? 
Recently rewatched the Monday Night War and Rise and Fall of ECW, had a question come to mind. How different would the wrestling business be today if Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff had been in opposite places during the war? So Bischoff and ECW trying to create something from nothing, and Heyman at WCW with access to Turner's money. You know, that uh, the, the Bischoff to ECW thing probably that never would have happened. But the Heyman, I mean, Heyman was in WCW. For a long time, very, yeah. yeah. for a long time. As manager, as announcer. And them giving him the book probably is not... That out of the question. I wonder why that was never sort of a. I mean, I guess did he did he not start booking until ECW? Like ECW? I don't know. The interesting know question for him. Um, how would it have been different? I mean, you probably would have never gotten the NWO. That was Bischoff's idea. That's true. Um, but Heyman, I mean, you know, Bischoff got it from Japan. Heyman got plenty of stuff from Japan. I mean, sure. obviously, look, that, that's a very specific idea. I don't think this, uh, another yeah, guy yeah, would have yeah, come yeah. up with it. But I think we would have, I think WCW, I think two things. I don't know why I said two things. One thing, Heyman was a master motivator. Yes. And the thing about WCW is it, it seems like nobody respected Eric Bischoff past what they could get from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like nobody was willing to, I, I never, nobody was ever willing to go up on a limb for Eric Bischoff. Yeah. It was all, hey, I like you to the extent of what I can get from you. Yeah. Which is usually large contracts. Yes. Um, you know, like the outsiders put him in a closet when he fired X-Pac. Yeah. According to legend. Nobody's doing that to Paul Heyman. And so I, and Paul Heyman was a master manipulator and a master motivator. Yeah. And so he would have gotten, I think, a lot more out of the talent in WCW and with the you know with that budget that he had. Oh, I know. I mean, nobody was ever able to rein in Hogan's you know backstage politics, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, Heyman might have been able Maybe. to do that. Maybe he would have he would have known how to play Hulk Hogan or work with him. Yeah, and that would have been a really really interesting scenario. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Bischoff and ECW. He would have been eaten alive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the one and only Ethan Salsa Nipples Evans. First time patron here. I'd love if you two would decide on a power ranking of who will take the Intercontinental title off the Miz. Mm-hmm. Well, you have Jason Jordan on there. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the Miz's next feud. You know, I think they're going to do that. Yeah, too. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a failure, and they're probably going to get it back on the Miz. Everybody, they try to put the IC title on. It just ends up going back to The Miz for good reason, because nobody's as good as the, as the Miz. That's why I thought they might put on Seth Rollins. Yeah, I know. I know. That would have been great. That belt. I know. That made all the sense in the world. Who else, though? After the Jason Jordan experiment fails. Nobody's going to want to see him come Nobody's. You know, if, if, if Seth and Dean win the tag titles at SummerSlam, Dean is a triple crown champion, or sorry, a Grand Slam champion. When's the last time we saw one of those? Um, I don't remember. Because he'd won a... Oh, Jericho. Jericho just recently won the U.S. title. That's right. Time. That's right. That's right. Because he'd won all the other titles. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. Uh, Robert Haynes. Uh, he says, this is the fourth or fifth time I've asked, but oh well. Well, you know what? Five times is a charm, Robert Haynes. Do you think Kurt versus Brock at Mania is a possibility after the tension last night? No. I'm going to say... It's a possibility, but it's not going to happen. No, no. Brock is going to be at Mania to put somebody over that the WWE wants to showcase as a current day star going into the future. Yes. And that is almost certainly going to be Roman Reigns. So, Yeah, more likely. More than likely. Uh, let's see here. Um, Iron Man Marcus Tyler. Been watching some G1 recaps, and this year's tournament is turning out to be one of, if not the best ever. Yeah, man. Pick one superstar from Raw, SmackDown, NXT that you'd want to see participate in the G1. Well, let's take AJ Styles out of Let's take AJ and Shinsuke out. Nakamura, yeah. Yeah, So one superstar from each brand. Take Finn out, too. Yeah, anybody who's actually done it before. Right, Seth. 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 Freaking Rollins. Kevin Owens. Yeah, man. Sammy has Sammy ever been in the? I don't know. Yeah, I would say who would you rather want, Kevin or Sammy Zayn? Sammy, I guess. It's kind of toss up. It's such a toss up. My gut tells me Sammy, but I don't know Kevin. So we'll good. say how about this: Seth, Kevin Owens, Alistair Black. Could you imagine the? Oh, that's good. That's really good. 
Could you imagine the level of shit talking we'd get out of Kevin Owens if he were in there against like Tomatonga? I know that'd be crap. I know. God, I love Tomatonga. Yeah, Tomatonga. Keep on meaning great. to get a shirt of his, man. God, he's so good. He's great. You see him put him put on Okada's uh, he put on Okada's robe. Oh, really? And went up on the top turnbuckle and did the oh, thing. I didn't see that. He's so good. Yeah, he is. That's great. All right, Steve. Are you ready for it? No, I think I'm gonna do terrible. I don't know. I don't I've not like been I've not been confident in my kayfabe corner abilities lately. I've been more confident about trivia. Can we just skip to trivia? No, that's tomorrow. Today is kayfabe corner. What is kayfabe corner? It's the greatest trivia. It's the greatest wrestling trivia challenge in the history of man. I think you're gonna do pretty well today. Probably not. You say that. You just screwed me over. I, I yeah. I think I'll do fine. So the vote was between Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight, and Trent Seven. Um, I checked once. Pete Dunn had got all the votes to that point, so I assumed he won. Wow. So it's Pete Dunn today. Pete Dunn. Are you ready? Yeah. Should probably get off Twitter. Okay. One. <laughs> One. What? Devin Cutter. <laughs> That's a stupid fake. Real. Okay. Two. Bam Brooks. Bam Brooks. Fake. Yeah. Okay. Three. Blaster McMassive. Oh, that's a great name, real. Yeah. Next, Flex Smashmaster. I feel like there was a Smashmaster, but not a Flex Smashmaster. Wasn't it fake? Good reasoning. Correct answer. Okay. Next, Missile Assault Man. <laughs> wow, that's good, but it's fake. Real. Shit, I was going to say... Okay, go ahead. Next, Spartan 3000. Oh, real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Riot. Ryan Riot. I'll say real. Fake. Okay. Uh, Freddie Dennis. Freddie Dennis. Fake. Yeah. Okay. Clint Margera. <laughs> what is what is with the band Margera? That's weird. Clint Margera? Fake. Real. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Uh, Damien Dunn. Damien Dunn. Real. Yeah. Okay. Jack Toxic. Oh, what a great name. I'm say real. Yeah. Nice. One of Jack Gallagher's. Uh, I was really hoping that that was real. Last I mean, that, one. One that, that you made that up. Double helix. Double he- Oh, real. Fake. Damn it. Good job on that one. I got seven. Good job. Yeah. Two questions. Are you ready? Okay. What was the name of the wrestling promotion that Pete Dunne co-founded in 2011? Oh. Wow. IPW. Attack Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Second question. Who did Pete Dunne defeat to become the Progress World Champion? You might get this one. Um, may I ask a qualifying question? Has he only been Progress Champion once? Yes. Okay. Is he the current Progress Champion? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. As far as I know, he is. Okay. All right. Uh. Uh, Jimmy Havoc? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa! Look at that! I got a Jimmy well, question! You might get this one. Jimmy Havoc! Uh, so eight I got eight. eight. Yep. Nice. I did well. Could have done job. better on the names. Sad that I didn't get ten. Um, ten. 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 Jimmy Havoc. You like Jimmy Havoc? I mean, that match we saw of him was, was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Um, I know he won that death match tournament. I don't know why people want to do that, but... I don't know why I don't know why anybody want to do that. You know what Jimmy Havoc would make a great addition to? Two of five live. Mm-hmm. Because he's a guy like I don't know if I could see him being like I C E U S, but if you start if you stack two of five live with guys like him, yeah. boom, I'm in. Yeah. Mark Andrews, no, he needs to go further up. Jimmy Havoc, he's good where he's at. Just saying. Anyway. Um, that's it for the show. Yeah. That's it for going in Ron. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. Uh, we'll have SmackDown recap tomorrow. Correct. And, uh, yeah, and fun wrestling around 2 o'clock yes, today. Yes, that's right. Today. It's probably happening right now as this goes up. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be before now. But the replay is on YouTube. You can yeah. check that out. It'll be up uh, My tonight. huge episode. My huge, huge episode of the return of WCW is the ratings are blowing through the roof right now. Good, I'm happy for you. You're not. Obviously, you're not. Stay tuned, patrons, on the uh, on the live stream. We'll talk to you guys for a bit. And yep. until the rest of you guys, shoot, mm, talk to you guys later. Bye. I don't know what happened. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. 
connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.